0: The light of the fire flickers across the face of all crowded around it, as one of your companions nervously fumbles their way through what should be a comical antidote. Your guide is taken on the appearance of casualness as she leans back against the trunk of a nearby tree playing a solo card game. The expression on her face is that of forced relaxation, but the tension in her muscles suggests she's ready to move at a moment's notice. The mood is tense. Your guide suggested you move on through the night to make it through this valley to higher ground, but you and your friends assured her that you can handle anything that might come your way. You are heroes, after all. It took some doing, but reluctantly she conceded due to a combination of your party's relentlessness and reputation, but this confrontation assured the stiffness of the atmosphere. As the laughter dies down, you hear a sound unlike anything you have heard before. In an instant, your guide is on her feet, two short swords drawn amidst a flurry of falling playing cards. Another sound pierces the darkness, and she motions to you to stay quiet as she slowly starts to back towards you, her eyes whirling about the tree line, waiting for the impending altercation. You and your companions stand up, readying your weapons. You tighten your grip on your staff and ready yourself as a massive bear with the head of an owl pounces into your camp oh this is why i shouldn't want to camp here good thing you're heroes roll for initiative hey there creatures and welcome to encounter this a podcast exploration of the creatures from dungeons and dragons and the lore that surrounds them
1: Alright there listeners, welcome to a highly anticipated episode of Encounter This. I am your co-host, Freeman Ultraman Eyston, and I've been waiting a long time <laughs> for my partner in crime, James Into the Wormcrawl Fisher Kid, to cover the magnanimous... Owl bear. Is magnanimous a word that fits in there? <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't even know what it means. It just came to my head. Uh, and uh, you will find, follow along, you will find this beautiful, wonderful, legendary creature on page 249 of the Monster Manual. Um, I can honestly say that I've only ever read the entry for this creature once, the very first time I went through the Monster Manual, just because... Um, and especially since we started the show, because I knew you would cover it and I just didn't want to know anything. I don't remember anything. So <laughs> I know that I fought a couple, but that's about it. <laughs>
0: yeah, fair enough.
1: So take it away. What do you teach me? Teach me about the bear of owls. So
0: these these surprised me quite a bit. I I don't know how much you follow like their um like uh, pervasion into popular culture, because these these have made their way into like you know everything. They're yeah, they, like, okay. Yeah, there's like sure. stuffed animals. There's like magnets. There's like cute companies who use like adorable owl bears as their um. They're like iconography and stuff like that. Okay,
1: I think kind I knew there really, were like plush toys and stuff uh, or something, but I don't know. Just have yeah,
0: think. and they've really kind of become like like this adorable uh little creature. Like they're mm-hmm. they're cute, they're cuddly kind of thing. But they are just as vicious and deadly as actual bears in our world. So they've, they've okay. kind of gotten yeah. that, that same treatment. Mm-hmm. And I was, I've, I was very surprised researching this episode at how vicious they actually are. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Cool. As I'm sure the name brings up a lot of images in your mind. Chances are, if you're listening to the show, you've seen an owl bear before, uh, at least in one incarnation or another.
1: It's a big, it's a big winged creature with a bear's face, right?
0: It's not far off in some of the, some of this. Um, so they have uh, feathered bear-like bodies. So they've they've got those like paws on all four feet. They've got black eyes and an owl's head, and the beak is specifically serrated, which I don't think is. Um, oh, I don't think that's common for all owls, but I know it's common for. I well, I think it's common for some.
1: It's common for beaks and bears, that's for sure.
0: Correct. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so they stand about two point four meters or eight feet tall, and they're about six hundred and eighty kilos or fifteen hundred pounds, which is just just a little bit more than the average weight of a grizzly bear.
1: Okay. I was about that was that was about to ask, is that the, about the same as a grizzly?
0: Yeah, yeah. They're they're very very similar to like the larger bears on our end. And like bears in our world, they're known to be ferocious, aggressive, and stubborn they have bad tempers and very very little out there that they actually fear. Mm-hmm. Other creatures that outmatch it in size and strength won't even fuck with it. Like they know they could win a fight, but because of the owlbear's feroc- ferocity, they won't they won't even
1: bother. Yeah. No one's walking away without a a, a few scrapes and, <laughs> at least or mortal wounds. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. There's a little bit of a lore-based misconception about their creation so one of the schools of thought is that they were bred by a demented wizard and i'm i put demented in air quotes because that's the words that uh wizards specifically use to describe this character okay i i don't want to make that kind of call and i'm not sure sure if that word's still okay
1: (laughs) yeah it does seem a bit archaic at this point doesn't it
0: (laughs) yeah it does yeah i just could not i couldn't find a better word do you feel Uh, like you could
1: you could say like a mad wizard does that f- I, f- I feel like that you saying the word mad uh, for for right. to say lost of mind is so old and archaic that it's almost come back around maybe that it's okay to use again um, i think <laughs>
0: mad's probably fine but but this this wizard wasn't mad they were just okay. um askew or or different they were outside of the the normal
1: normal. okay like they were just right yeah they beat to their they, own drum yeah <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean they were weird, but they weren't. Mm. They hadn't lost their minds, so that's why I went right. with the okay. the dimension gotcha. because I, I think it. I think it describes it pretty well. Mm-hmm. So the thought was that this this wizard just bred a giant owl with a bear,
1: right? With with magic involved, I assume. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's without it's, magic. I mean, with magic, it conjures it conjures up some imagery, but without, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's slightly different
0: one of them's avian one of them's a mammal like there yeah. there's going to be an egg involved somehow like race right. it conjures up some imagery that i don't really want to dwell on <laughs> that's fair let's move on so later in the dnd uh mythos uh specifically in dungeon magazine 134 this claim was substantiated by a lich thessalar. So we have this uh, this linked in the show notes, uh, Dungeon Magazine. They're all on Paizo's uh, website for free these mm. days. In the specific adventure in which this claim was made by the Lich Thessalar is into the worm Fisher.
1: Okay. Hence your nickname. Gotcha. There's a,
0: a drought of good nicknames for this episode. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but now in 5th edition, older Fae have claimed that they've always existed in the Fae Wild. So they've just permeated into the, the material plane in the last... Thousands of years or so.
1: Okay, so so a lich Thessalar posited that a air quote demented wizard created them.
0: No, that he was the demented wizard.
1: Oh, that he was right. him. Okay, he claimed, claimed yeah. it was him. Okay, but the truth is that they've always existed in the Feywild and have just come through to the material plane. So the lich is like just trying to make claim to something he didn't do.
0: Right, but that's not substantiated as a fact. Like it's not mm-hmm. widely believed that they came from the Feywild. Like that's that's oh, okay. the crazy part. Is both of these are are like within the Fey races, it's known or believed that they've always existed, but this is new for five e in the Monster
1: Manual. Oh, okay. So we have previous two to that basically unsubstantiated claims.
0: Yeah, they kind of rewrote
1: their history for five e. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh,
0: and then we have a quote from the Monster Manual Fifth Edition Monster Manual about the Lich Thessalar credited to uh Zarshal Ravenshadow, a known professor of transmutation at Morgrave University. I like it. And it yeah. And it says the only good thing about owlbears is that the wizard who created them is probably dead.
1: <laughs> That's good. I'm assuming I'm assuming because they're so vicious that should should said wizard have, have bothered to create something else, it could be in more trouble.
0: Yeah. exactly. <laughs> So they, they tend to make their den in caves or ruins, which will eventually become littered with the bones of its quarry mm. and in turn smell like blood and rotting flesh. When an owl bear kills, it will drag a carcass back to its den and save it for later and essentially like stash it in the surrounding bushes if need be. <laughs> okay. So they are nocturnal predators. And they will hunt alone or in mated pairs, very similar to bears. Like a lot of this stuff is just, you know, true bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young, uh, I could not find a name for the young. I didn't know if they would be cubs or owlets. So... Cublets? I like cublets. Cublets? I was going to go with cowlets, but... <laughs> I just, <laughs> just conjured like con- up con- more imagery. So... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the young will leave the den as soon as they're able to hunt alone. And to mark its territory it will hoot and screech and and woo so like not only does it roar it screeches and hoots which i thought was just fantastic
1: yeah <laughs> i wonder it's such a big creature though uh compared to say you know obviously your average owl um i wonder how different that hoot would sound It would be like a, a deeper sound you know it would probably sound like a foghorn yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's like is that is that like a really basy wolf what's going on <laughs> <sighs>
0: uh, well we'll we'll get back to wolves in a second here but okay good good, good pull uh so elven communities will encourage the the owl bears to den below their treetop cities to act as a natural defense at night because mm. people and other creatures just don't want to fuck with these things
1: I love you hit the idea you to go out of your way that much, right? It's like yeah. uh, like like the Wookiees and Kashyyyk, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's, like it's just too dangerous at the bottom of those those uh uh war- warwick trees, I think they're called. <laughs> it's just, just too dangerous.
0: Yeah. So we have um a poll from a specific D D novel, which we've never done before. This is by The Swords of Evening Star by Ed Greenwood, and it specifically addresses the owlbears of Cormanthor, which is another continent. It's not uh, mm-hmm. Faerun, where the Sword Coast is, where most of five E takes place. We've touched on it a bit previously, even sp- specifically in the um Pixies episode, as well as I think in the yeah. Sprites episode. But
1: I feel like we we even mentioned Cormanthor, maybe way back in Tree Ants as well.
0: Probably, yeah. A lot of
1: this stuff happens over
0: there. It's like a big, heavy, forested uh mm. continent.
1: Definitely. Like so up the few times.
0: yeah. So the owl bears uh quickly ate through their supply of rabbits, serpents, and wolves. So they're a natural predator to wolves, which I thought was awesome. Sweet. Okay. Because they had eaten through this natural supply, the population started to dwindle until they found a colony of what's called harvester termites, and these turned out to be edible. Eventually, they were able to cultivate their own hive of termites by managing their own wood supply. So they would cut down trees and give it to the termites to to effectively grow their own food.
1: Holy shit, okay
0: So like there's, there's this really symbiotic relationship here Then they would take these termites Dig out these holes And leave the termites uh, Leave the, uh, the shells of the termites in the holes Because it turns out that horses Like the smell of owlbear saliva Mixed with these these termite shells The oh, owl bears would then ambush the horses Knock them into the pits and eat them <laughs>
1: <laughs> This is some crazy shit Yeah I love it, though. It's like it's like this weird example of of like how evolutionary uh, animals can be or something, you know, it's like they just happened to like clue into this, this one thing. And that just happened to to uh, add the other and they happen to clue in that that works. And, you know, it's just like they, they just form this habit out of just complete randomness and chaos, you know, and it works for them. It's so crazy
0: yeah i love i love that like natural evolution kind of thing because we don't really see that in dD a lot of it is really either hand waved or skipped magically
1: especially when you look at this creature you kind of just assume it, at some point it was cre- it might might act like a normal creature but at some point it, it, you feel like it's cre- it was created magically you know like anything chimeric you kind of get that vibe right um yeah but uh, i love that uh that that very natural approach uh, despite the fact that they may may have been created naturally they still have this very natural uh, way of living, and and that just it's, it solidifies it and is sort of a I guess reality, right? It's cool. Yeah,
0: totally. And Ed Greenwood did a great job there. Uh, and we have a quote from his book by his main character, Florin Falconhand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once the wolves and owl bears catch your scent, they'll follow you. If you can't keep ahead of them, they'll eat you slowly. If it's an owl bear that catches you, they they like cruel sport with their
1: food. <laughs> oh no! So it's just
0: no. Yeah. Everything reiterates how
1: terrible these things are and how much mm. it would suck
0: to be, you know, hunted and gunned down by one of these things.
1: Yeah, seriously. It's so cool to think about, uh, you know, a natural predator to a wolf. I imagine they don't have many, you know, <laughs> like just us wolf, as far right? as I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, maybe bears, but I don't I don't know why. Well, uh, well probably not bears, but
1: yeah, they pro- probably poor, probably more like territorial altercations you know, than anything, but not really being hunted per se. Yeah. So.
0: And then there's a little bit of lore about uh, owlbears in um, the populace in in D&D society. So because they're some of the more intelligent animals, they're really difficult to train. It takes time, food, and luck. But if it's done successfully, they can be a very, very good mount or guard. So
1: Mm -hmm.
0: there are rumors Unsubstantiated, uh, of course, of remote settlements being able to train and race owl bears.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: though most of the bets on these races are on which owl bear will maul its jockey.
1: <laughs> You're, you actually started to lose me there for a second. Now you just pull me back in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really racing? is just uh, whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> the race is, yeah. is, is secondary <laughs> to the mauling of jockeys. <laughs>
0: Think Death Race Two Thousand.
1: Yeah, whoever wrote that uh, lost uh, lost too much money at the horse track. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> oh, that's gold.
0: Yeah, and they're f- so they're also favored by hobgoblins as mounts or siege beasts. And sometimes they're kept as pets by giants. It was uh, listed as frost giants specifically. Okay. Uh frost giants and hill giants, I guess. So they would Yeah. They would so are them they as... are they a
1: bit more northerly living, I, I suppose, eh? Like like a barrier. Yeah?
0: yeah. Uh and on the rare occasion you'll find them in gladiatorial arenas, like with lions and and bears in, in ye olden times. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, still a little sad. Yeah. And owlbear leather is a prized crafting item so like a nice sword might have an owlbear hilt or an owlbear wrapped
1: scabbard or something like that Mm. do they keep the feathers on you think probably not but (laughs)
0: uh that's pretty much it for 5e lore um -hmm. i want to address the uh the art through the additions but i think i'm gonna wait a second here before we get into it because it'll make more sense. There aren't any like named owl bears or honorable mentions, but in two e there was a winged owl bear.
1: Oh, okay. Uh,
0: and I'm gonna upload some fan art. I could not find any art, uh, real art, in for D and D, so I've got sure. some fan art. And then in three point five there was a skeletal owl bear. Uh, again, this is fan art, but there's actually a mini okay. of this art.
1: Oh yeah. All right. Well, you know, if the two e one, I guess in the three point five one was that is that. Uh, I mean, there's a two E one specifically. Was the owl bear just winged, or no? This is like a variant. variant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's
0: also like a snowy variant. So here's the snowy two E variant, and here's the snowy five E variant, which you've
1: actually fought. I have fought that. Yeah, I still remember that. That art. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So cool. All right. So you want to look at the art then, real quick? The one E is hilarious.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's let's look at that. Let's, let's look at that one art. ER. It kind of looks like a kappa.
1: <laughs> I think uh, it looks like I think it looks like Snuffleupagus meets Sam Eagle from the Muppets. <laughs> right. So it's someone in a suit. <laughs> uh,
0: r- yeah. It's it's bad. And that's so let's stop there and let's touch on the cultural lore because there's just a okay. fucking oh, sure. hint of it.
1: All right. All right. So the
0: reason the art ER looks that weird and awkward is because the owl bear, the rust monster, and the boulette were actually inspired by a bag of prehistoric animals from Hong Kong that Gary Gagax got. And these these prehistoric animals were actually inspired by monsters from kaiju films like Godzilla and Ultraman. Oh, what? Okay. So, so this looks like a Godzilla villain because it's based on a Godzilla villain.
1: Oh, no way. Okay. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I guess for those listening, the one art ER, it is up on its hind legs, big tail kind of looking like it's supporting it. So it's in that sort of Godzilla posture for sure yeah <laughs> looks like it's ready to punch something too <laughs> it looks so silly
0: yeah so the way Hong Kong got around these Japanese movie rights was prehistoric animals and you know
1: there'd be yeah and
0: that's that's where Gagax got the idea for the owl bear the rust monster and the bullet which I thought was just just cool. awesome yeah so the 2e art is uh it's just a bear with an owl's head that's really yeah
1: it's very straightforward uh,
0: well falcon head i think is yeah. probably more accurate <laughs>
1: yeah yeah more or less and it's does it seems to be only feathered really on the main kind of on the neck not as opposed to yeah. the full body yeah
0: exactly the three art is uh it goes back to kind of that kaiju look it mm. it looks very simple similar to something i've seen in uh um, not godzilla but the giant turtle whose name I, is escaping me um Oh, uh, d- to-
1: tor uh toro. I don't have no idea. <laughs> it looks like one of his villains. Uh okay. Gamera.
0: It looks like a gamera villain.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Uh the four E art looks like again the same as the three and the two yard. It kind of mm-hmm. looks like a like a falcon
1: bear. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable. And an then owl-like.
0: the five E art, we start to get the owl plumage.
1: Yeah. And like that broad face. Um, yeah yeah exactly Maybe like scooped out sections for the beady eyes
0: yeah yeah i think the 5e is by far the best art including the snowy owl bear, which yeah. you know kind of looks still more like an owl hmm. uh, or, or still more like a polar bear but it's it's got that owly clipped beak which i like
1: yeah and i didn't i didn't notice before you said it way earlier but i had no idea about the serrated beak um so i quickly looked at everything closely you don't really see it in the first uh, the 1e at all 2e is maybe there but it's such a low res image it's hard to tell there's only one real little extra edge in the 3e art so I wouldn't call that serrated but it's quite evident in 4e and, and 5e um, yeah. the serration is there it's pretty cool
0: tearing flesh owls I think normally devour devour their prey whole so like this, mm. a creature this large would need to serrate the flesh
1: right yeah pretty cool pretty damn cool
0: yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. They appear in some other places as well. Like I said they permeated pop culture. They can be found in in some different games like EverQuest, Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy 12 apparently has an owl bear.
1: Yeah, I uh, just googled it just to try and figure it out. <laughs> that's the one I'm most curious about.
0: They they appear in most D&D games. There's a game called Dragon's Crown which they appear in. They're right. a villain in WoW. Oh, uh, yeah? Okay. They appear in Hackmaster, which is a fi- uh, 5e parody game. Okay. And there's <laughs> like 30 or 40 different variants in Pathfinder. I mean, I say that, but it's probably like 12. There's a Siege Owlbear. There's a Screaming Owlbear, a Slime Owlbear, which has like a green ooze on it, mm-hmm. a Spectral Owlbear, and so many more, but I couldn't find art for any of these. Oh, crazy. All right. So go, go look that stuff up. Yeah.
1: Uh, I know, I know. They're in um, uh, Pathfinder Second Edition. Uh, so I did come across the art the other day. I'll uh, quickly link it to you. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's pretty, pretty solid art. It's on time legs, but it does not look kaiju style. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: this actually looks like a bear. Like it's yeah. got got like the fat. Like bears aren't skinny. Like I know skinny. they're often portrayed as skinny, but this this looks like a big old bear.
1: Yeah, I think, and I think that that that. S- that snowy one uh with the aurora barley it's such a big lump of a creature in that artwork. So yeah it looks really cool
0: yeah because bears aren't like they're muscular but they're not you know they're uh, they're, they're, they're meant re- to like
1: fatten up right they just gotta be yeah pack the pounds on
0: i'm I, i'm not sure how many of our listeners have ever run into a bear but like i've i've come across the path of many and they're not they're not they don't look powerful until they get on their hind legs <laughs>
1: I'm just straight terrified and fascinated by them. I've I've only seen one like in, uh, like up on uh, grouse or what have you. Um, I did the grouse grind once, and 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 they just uh, you know, I don't know if they're in captivity, but they're just like in that enclosure kind of area. Oh, gotcha. They wander through, and and uh, I was just so i couldn't keep my eyes off them they're so cool just a big bear is just so cool but like so scary i just <laughs> yeah. i just have I, I have the fear i have a very healthy fear of animals like that yeah and, and, y- and you should Ugh. like <laughs> get away from uh, me <laughs> the only thing more vicious is the canada goose <laughs> <laughs> you
0: might be right <laughs> those uh,
1: bastards <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've I've been in proximity to bears all the time between mm. like hiking Algonquin in Ontario, uh, right? You know all the all the trails I've done on the west coast. Like there, I I haven't done an overnight hike on the west coast where I haven't run into a bear. So, mm. but they're pretty chill. Just don't fuck with them. Don't piss yeah. them off. You know, keep your distance. Be smart about it. Like, don't go up and try and snap a bunch of photos. And for the love of God, don't put the flash on. Oh jeez. Are not because it'll irritate the bear, but because it'll be a stupid
1: picture. <laughs> and it might irritate the bear. <laughs> and it might irritate the bear.
0: But that's that's it, man. There's uh, not a whole lot of similarities or differences to be had when it's based on a plastic figure from a knockoff company
1: <laughs> in the 70s. Well, uh, let's, let us do a toast then to the upcoming stat block that I am going to guess is not going to portray them as vicious <laughs> as their Uh, Laura does. <laughs> uh y-
0: You know, I think they're they're a perfect example of CR3 creatures. I think they're really
1: good. CR3, okay. So low, but you know, at least they're not a one. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're higher than a bear. So that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, you know, like a black bear was, high, was a higher CR, I'd be a little choked. I think a dire bear is a higher CR, but not by much.
1: It's like – it's those moments when it makes me – you know, you try – sometimes you struggle with the characters you're playing and and, uh, with the idea of just how powerful they are compared to the average person in the world. Like some people kind of lose that perspective and it definitely depends on what what it is you're facing down. But to think that at level three, you're taking on a bear, you know, and as a group and it's not a deadly encounter necessarily – like that to me spells just how powerful you are compared to the average person in 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 game you know
0: <laughs> yeah it should really help frame it like like you know like you said CR. this particular cr3 is is you you could handle it pretty mm. easily a, a party of four cr3s i i know that from experience like i've never thrown an owl bear at my party and uh, and and the, given them a problem right uh but, again, you're fighting a goddamn bear. like
1: <laughs> Yeah. I, I've, I've got an idea cooking up in my head, but let's go through this Zap Block first.
0: Okay, sweet. It'll, it'll be pretty quick. They've got 59 HP, uh, AC 13 natural armor, large monstrosity unaligned, and 60 feet of dark vision.
1: Okay, so monstrosity is pretty telling, um, especially compared to the claim of them always having been in the Feywild. Not that they have to be Fey, but, you know... Um, uh, and we've talked about this before. I, I've always imagined monstrosity as as that magic origin, chimeric kind of creation, but is a yeah. natural living creature essentially. So, I mean, it makes sense they would live in the Feywild, but it does make me lean towards uh, they are probably created by said wizard,
0: right? And you know i I think they should just be a beast. Like, right? We're at the point where they've been they're so commonplace. They are just bears or giant boars or whatever. Like mm-hmm. th- I don't think they should be a monstrosity. I think yeah. they should be just a, a beast, but
1: yeah, as far as like typing goes, you know, I, I like fiveies, to, uh, mon- creature types most of the time Or like their list. No, not always the application, but, um, I know Pizo does it a little bit differently in some regards. And this is one of them. They don't have monstrosities, but they have monstrous humanoids. And I think they have monstrous beasts, um, right and at least in one e probably and then they also have magical beasts as well um yeah. usually usually there is some sort of magical element to their attacks and what have you but um uh but i kind of i also kind of like how they do that in the typing where you know um because because I, I think you're right they, they probably should be a beast if, uh, you'd almost want to like give them a second type uh just so that when someone uh say a ranger has chosen beasts you know as their their favorite enemy if that's an option you know why why wouldn't these things count it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense if they didn't
0: Yeah. And it's one of those things that we were talking about earlier. It's like the evolution and the pervasion that I think makes them beasts. Like Mm -hmm. they may have started out as monstrosities, but these things can clearly breed. They can clearly populate. They've taken over places. They've been here long enough that Mm -hmm. they're kind of like, they may, they may be invasive species. They may be chimeras, but they've been around long enough and they've stood the test of time. Yeah in-game timeline that they should i think they should just be beasts i know that they may have started out as fey or monstrosity but i think over time they probably evolved into beasts
1: mm-hmm. totally
0: uh, but you know that's neither here nor there like it's that monster typing is not really important unless you've got a ranger in your party
1: yeah that's actually fairly true uh you're not wrong there i guess the, on- the only thing is that you do a co- a come across a few spells where it you know, they specifically only target, say, humanoids. But then that's when you're to have to worry about, like, is it a giant versus a humanoid? Um, right. um, but you're never, yeah, you're hardly coming across that that uh, uh, hurdle, I guess. Um, so you're you're not wrong. Yeah, you're
0: all. more likely to run into barriers with its intelligence modifier than you are mm-hmm. to
1: run into barriers
0: with its typing. Right. So it doesn't really matter to me. Um, if I had a ranger who had whose favorite creature was beasts, I would give it to them. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, or Fae, I would give it to them. It doesn't matter to me. But they have uh, one ability, and it is the traditional beast ability, Keen Smell, uh, advantage on perception with uh, sight or smell.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And they have multi-attack, which is not bad for a CR3 creature. So they've got one and one. They hit with their beak, which is a plus seven, five foot reach, and 1d10 plus five piercing, so potential 15 damage right there
1: one d 10s not not small at level three so
0: and then they've got their claws which is a plus seven to hit again a five foot reach and 2d8 plus five slashing
1: 2d8 okay so yeah
0: yeah so there's there's quite the potential for damage out of these guys in one round but you know with an ac 13 and 59 hp at third level they're not going to last long they're more of um i i've always used them to more like whittle down resources than anything
1: yeah cuz i mean i, I think it, i think it's um it spells to that you know the larger creatures still don't fuck with them because you know they they might know they can take them down but they're not going to walk away unscathed you know that 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 between that beak and that claw you know they're they're they've got a good chance to hit and they can do some solid damage they have a low ac they're big probably a little bit bumbling you know but they're just cranky and and they're going to they're going to hurt you and they yeah you're going to dwindle those resources like you said so yeah. I think that all lines up.
0: Yeah. I honestly don't have a whole lot I would change about. I don't have anything I would change about Owlbear's baseline. mm mm-hmm. um, I like the idea of, you know, the stuff like the Pathfinder, like the skeletal Owlbear. Um the winged owlbear i like the idea of coming up with those stat blocks and making those creatures exist just mm-hmm. you know especially if you've got like a fey wild campaign coming up i think that would be like right. having an owlbear fly in would be pretty fucking
1: dope right yeah so that's what i was thinking i i, I love the idea of having uh some sort of fey touched like style version of this creature um the wings would be really fun to play with kind of get a uh perry periton um kind of vibe going on and then um yeah, at the same time, uh, I think it'd be really cool to have like an old, ancient owl bear variant. You know, where it's like he's he's a, a maybe may bordering on a, a, a huge creature at that point, scarred and like carmeling apart, but probably kept alive through like a thinning veil to the Feywild or something.
0: So there actually was an ancient owl bear in D D at some point. Oh yeah, uh, I found a direct reference to it. Uh, its its inception. And I found the magazine. It was, it again appeared in a dungeon magazine where mm-hmm. it uh, was supposed to appear. And I scoured that magazine to find the stats or the info about it and I couldn't find it. So I didn't oh, include
1: it. Shame. Okay. Um, but hey, it still would be, it'd be, it'd be an interesting thing to like play with for homebrew, right? Um, you don't for have to sure. like, make them a the bit bigger, make them hit a little harder. You know, I mean, you have to, uh, you know, bigger means easier target, but also harder to get away from usually. So, um it, it'll probably end up having reach at that point um so you could really kind of p- increase that in simple ways and i mean personally I, I would i would go with that like they're kept alive longer through um you know thinning in the veil or what have you so i mean maybe maybe something um that gives them a bit of an extra magical edge so maybe just maybe just right magic resistance or, or um or not, not magic resistance but rather you know the classic uh, damage resistance to to um oh yeah to the the holy oh, trinity cool. there yeah 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 i like
0: that you could also give them like a grab attack so one of the one of the things about owlbears is they will like bears just try and grab on you with your front right. front two paws and then yeah. bite at you so giving like an ancient owl bear with a 10 foot reach a grab attack where it grabs you pulls you in and then takes a bite like i think right. that'd be pretty dope yeah
1: yeah, I mean, are there are there any of those uh, particularly in five E? I can't think of any in top of my head. I'm right now thinking of pounce, which is more of a cat thing, but I mean, there must be a similar mechanic for what you're talking about, like a like a drag down. I think maybe maybe wolves actually have it or something.
0: Wolves have an opportunity to knock you prone, but that's not exactly yeah. how bears fight. So. Uh, it bears very much go for the grapple and then just try and bite you so i would i would just make that you know a standard action their whole round is you know they they hit they have the opportunity to grapple and if they grapple you know they get a free bite attack or something like that. right yeah i'm sure that mechanic exists somewhere maybe like the the gree or something like that but we haven't we haven't gone over it and i haven't Hmm. i have i don't have their stat block fresh in my mind
1: yeah, I don't think we've. I just don't think we've covered anything that that involves that in particular, except maybe, maybe this is this is totally left field. But the we had a lot of controversy over the, the order of operations for the illicit grabbing you and sucking your brain right. out, uh, the mind flare. So uh, maybe there's something in there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, or the cadaver collector from Morden Canyons or something like that. Yeah, but there there's got to be a precedent for it somewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. I just pulled up, because uh, I was thinking this, and I just pulled up the Pathfinder 2nd edition one, because I mean, I just, for creating new stuff, I, I have, I've been thinking, reading so much of that stuff now, and that's, that's what's in my, the forefront of my mind now. And, and, um, uh, and I knew, I knew they were going to have it, but they do have a plus grab. Uh, so if they do hit you, then it's one more action to just get that grapple. I don't know how necessarily to translate that to 5e, but they also have, um, uh, screeching attacks. So I won't go, I won't go into the block for 2e, but, um, that's a that would be a cool thing to add to this as well, I think. Yeah. If you could. Some sort of screech attack. The, um something something simple. Uh that's uh you know, uh bonus action con
0: save or death for a round or something like
1: that. Right, yeah, it could be something like death. Uh, if it's uh really bad, you know, maybe um uh I don't know if frightened would be would be a, a good one to do, but maybe stunned something like that. Yes.
0: Some stun would be good, like disoriented because right. you know if your ears ever get really fucked up, like you, you kind of lose your
1: balance and stuff. Yeah, It's so going to stop you in your tracks one. for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that'd be fun to add in. Yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I love these creatures. They're my favorite creatures. I, I don't know if that's come out in the episode. Um, one of the first minis I ever painted when I got back into it was an owl bear. Hmm. Uh, like I just, I love these guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> To the point where my fiance actually uh, got me an owl bear sculpted cake <laughs> oh, yes. from a local bakery, which uh, we'll we'll plug in the show notes. That's They're right. called Punk Rock Pastries, and our our one of our social media posts will include. I'll link to them as well as their socials and, and yeah. this photo because it's just it's so dope. We should put that up on it Instagram looks, too. It's awesome. Yeah, the photo will definitely go up on Instagram. Yeah. Yet. It's so but good. it just looks it looks so grumpy did, and I love it was so get, good too. Didn't she get
1: drunk one night during order that? <laughs> yep.
0: But the cake was delicious, the sculpt was amazing and mm. it's just it's it warmed my heart because yep. they are my hands down my favorite creatures in in D and D, uh if not in any game. Yeah. Uh, I, I think these guys are great.
1: <laughs> I mean, they're fun. I mean, I, so th- this is like, I'm having this sort of torn thing going on in my head now because I really wish that some of the old lore was just kept. And I I, like, I, I haven't really read the 5e one. So, you know, you said that that new sort of, it was almost like an override uh, to the lore with the, the Feywild stuff. But but like yeah. that, that stuff from Corin Thor, I think is really cool. And it makes me wish that, Wizards would release, say, a new book that just adds, you know, ref- refinement to the old lore into 5e and just like a supplement that adds that kind of stuff. Um, and they could add little variant uh, additions to stat blocks or something, but they don't have to do like a full-fledged... um uh monster manual or anything but it, i think it'd be so cool because like th- that's just you know most of the ideas i get from f- I, I receive from the creatures that i'm gonna do especially if i'm doing something homebrew comes from uh not the stat block right it comes from yeah that lore and so as, as simple as these creatures are and as you know grumpy as they can be they're not necessarily deadly um but why not have your your PCs traveling down the road on horseback only to get a little bit lost and ha- to have the horse veer off? And maybe maybe for some reason, you know, the PCs, you, you coax them into trusting, you know, the horse's sense of direction. Um, maybe they're getting somewhere, uh, they don't know. But instead, that horse is actually lured by the saliva termite shell pit, you know? And that's such a cool idea. And it's something that people just would not see coming. Um, to be to be ambushed literally ambushed by an owl bear in the woods that they that essentially set a trap you know um yep. i think they would not see that coming and i think that's a really cool moment
0: what i think has happened with wizards in the last uh 20 years or so is that uh D and and took place i think on uh greyhawk
1: right something like that yeah i think a lot of
0: yeah, I think a lot of AD and D was on was on Grey uh, Greyhawk as well as uh, maybe on Aber as well, and then I think third edition is when the merge of the worlds happened and we got Abertoral, right. and then they focused on on Cor- Cormanthor mm-hmm. and that area of the world, and then fourth edition started to move west and then 5th edition is focusing on Faerun. So I think each edition for the last three editions is focused on a different right. continent. So I think when we see a 6th edition, uh, we might get uh, that a new continent or a return to the right. old one. But I don't think we're going to get it with 5e. They're trying to merge the universes and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. right now.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but I mean, I guess uh, this just stands... It stands the reason that anyone who who does have... The time and and the energy and the want you should always look at the old lore, as it's, it's become. I mean, I feel like we, we didn't always look at the old lore on, on these episodes, but um, we no, we've it, if, it
0: happened pretty pretty early.
1: Yeah, it, it was a little bit gradual, but it became it became pretty clear that it was necessary because there was just so many cool pieces, and it wasn't about filling. Lord knows we don't have to fill any time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we're we're good at filling time. But it's just those little tidbits, especially from those older editions, uh, it just, they just go a long way for ideas and, and sort of conjuring up, you know, uh, these creatures in your imagination. And I think it's really cool.
0: Yeah. And I, th- I find it gives you a more holistic version of the creature mm-hmm. as well. You know, seeing them from every incarnation to what they've kind of grown right. into. It it gives you, you know, uh, it, it lets you know why things happen and mm-hmm. stuff like that or, or what changes have been made. Uh but you know it, it is definitely like fodder for yeah. homebrew big time and that's why i always try and look at creatures that i know that exist in different games i, I try and look at their stats in different right. games so like the pathfinder one and stuff like that so it would be silly of me it'd be silly of us to do an episode on owlbear and not mention you know the pathfinder variants because they normally have more variants of creatures do idea of a siege owl bear like an owl bear that's a siege engine with like a ram <laughs> on its back same, yeah. and a, like, or a ballista or like a whole bunch of quivers hanging off That'd it
1: would be amazing yeah like
0: what of course yeah. i want that Absol-
1: absolutely absolutely <laughs> um i feel like it would be a very elven uh siege thing to to do right like they're the ones hiding in the trees um
0: yeah, according to uh, according to D anD D, it's hog. Oh, oh, that,
1: oh, is it? Okay, okay, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I did think earlier. I was like, I, I wonder if the five E lore for goblins does cover like their love for eating disgusting things. So I wonder if they would be drawn to the that the cave of an owl bear because they drop the carcass off there and let oh. it rot a bit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Probably, but. Yeah, but just to add on to my idea of um uh of uh, you know the PCs wandering through the forest, that, that that's what it could be. Like you know they have a sense of direction they got to go. They're probably looking, maybe they're looking for an elven community. Um, but what the fact that they're missing is that it's up in the trees. Uh, they have like these tree houses or tree cities, and so they're they're sort of following the horses' lead and and trying to keep a sense of direction. And that's what gets them lost is they don't know to look up, so maybe they miss it and get led into this trap, and then maybe the elves come and save them. Right
0: yeah I, I I dig it I like that a lot I think that's uh I think that's it for owl bears
1: quick it quick and fun and 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 wow we didn't complain about anything <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it's uh, they're my favorite it's yeah. hard to complain
0: <laughs> first for everything I love it I would like more variants mm-hmm. like I would like a winged yeah. owl bear like I think that'd be cool like maybe your ancient owl bear evolves into a winged totally. owl bear I think yeah. that'd be dope. But, yeah, it's it's hard to complain about something that I've got no gripes with. And I've, I've used owlbears like hellhounds at every game I've ever run. And, you know, they, they do their job. Yeah. But if you've got any stories about owlbears, we'd love to hear it. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter at EncounterPod, Instagram at Encounter.Pod. If you like the show or you want to hear more about goblins you want to you want to know for sure whether or not they eat you know that garbage or rotting meat for ten dollars a month on patreon you can suggest a creature and in this case that would be suggesting a sweet so you need to give us some time to get get to that because goblins is a lot of fucking work (laughs) but for five dollars a month you you can get a thank you letter handwritten by me and it'll give you access to the show notes so you can see the uh the documents that we prepare when we record these shows yeah, if, uh, if you're interested in any of our back episodes, like the Rust Monster, which we talked about, which was episode 40, all of that stuff can be found on EncounterThis.ca. If you want to get in touch with us directly, you can fire us off an email at info at EncounterThis.ca. And if you've got the time, if you could take a second to rate and review the show, it helps new listeners find us. And that's kind of where we're at. We kind of, we need to grow a little bit. Yeah, but so thank friends, you man. so much for coming along. <laughs> yeah, tell your friends. <laughs> And thank you so much for coming along on this ride with us uh owlbears has been a long time coming and i'm really really stoked that we got to cover it
1: yeah this is uh this is a good one this is a definitely a good one well uh
0: you'll hear from us again in two weeks <laughs>
1: that, was, that was my owlbear screech <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh.